0: Welcome to Canucks After Dark. Here are your hosts, Parker Halliwell and Clay Emo.
1: Good evening, Vancouver, on a snowy, cold, sad Monday in uh, the coldest weather we've had here in a while. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark, the final show of 2020. One the year we started this whole thing back in april and uh, i guess next monday will be the the start of a new era going into the 2022 year as always joined by my co-host canuck clay how are you doing this fine monday
0: well merry belated christmas parker early happy new year and yes it is freezing outside today like worse than freezing and i don't know did it feel even colder today than it has to you the past couple days it did for me I did not go outside today. (laughs) I,
1: I, uh, there is no, nothing outside that needs my attention. (laughs) Well, I must say you look warm? Why don't you show off the threads? It looks, it looks awesome. We're rocking the the Olympic Jersey to in, to celebrate one of our topics today. That is that the Canadians aren't there that, that hockey players aren't going to the Olympics. So I've got the Jersey for it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I was, uh, these just, these just got in stock locally here. So I went and picked Mm -hmm. one up. Um, but yeah, we do have a, um, you know, no Canucks games in the last week. Uh, so we're back to our off season roots sort of here, but they do have a lot of games coming up at least three games over the next week. And hopefully we'll see them in action in two days from now they're supposed to be playing tonight. Um, but nothing to do with the Kraken or the Canucks. It was just the NHL pushed everything back to tomorrow uh, so no hockey for quite a few days here.
0: Yeah, I was excited. This was the one where I think we had planned to go 10-15, 10-20, a chance for you to do post-game, me to get back to my office from going to the game, seeing Seattle play in Vancouver for the first time for in the regular season. And yeah, you're right. Uh, I think I was on the 23rd or 24th before Christmas last week, the NHL announced that they moved, not just the Canucks game, every single game from today. They postponed it just to give themselves a bit more time coming out of the break with COVID testing. I see that some games are going on tomorrow, but some others have been postponed. But hopefully we keep our fingers crossed that the Canucks are not one of those postponed ones and they get to resume their season, their undefeated streak under Boudreaux on Wednesday night.
1: Yeah. And it looks okay for the Canucks here. They mm. have everyone back except um, Alex chase kind of a, maybe uh, we heard that he had a rapid test that came back positive, but his PCRs came back negative. Uh, and usually the PCRs are more, more susceptible to, to picking things up. So we don't know. Uh, we'll know tomorrow most likely if Alex chase is doing well. Um, but I don't know if the, um, if the Anaheim ducks have any COVID issues yeah, I heard uh, two I really, or three maybe, but
0: that's it, Parker. I think Yeah, so not... they,
1: they added a couple players yesterday and okay. a staff member. So Comtois and Steele, um mm. are on the COVID list as of yesterday. Uh, if that's it for them, then you would think that it would be uh,
0: pretty much a go uh, for Wednesday night. I agree. I agree. And I know we didn't get a chance to talk about all the topics we can going to talk about. Did you have anything about Taxi Squad on there or should I just talk I about do. it now? Okay, yeah, I'll wait, I do I'll have wait it then. on there okay. as well. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, I'm gonna move it up my list
1: because that is something <laughs> we'll talk about for sure. Um, yeah, so what we're our plan for this show uh, is we're gonna talk about sort of uh, you know, the whole situation. Games have been postponed all around. We'll talk about the taxi squad coming back. We'll preview the three games coming up for the Canucks this week Ducks, Kings, Kraken, all on the road. A big USA road trip here. Uh, and then we've got some other stuff to talk about, talk about, including uh, a GM candidate who seems to be emerging, hmm. um, the Olympics getting uh, basically canned officially, and uh, maybe a little bit of World Junior talk later on if uh, if time
0: permits. That sounds good. Uh, but and uh, just before we get going, Parker, restful few days for you, or are you were you hustling and busting? Well, I know today you weren't, but. A bit of hustling on Christmas, Uh, but the last two days I have been fully relaxing. I I have not done much in the last two days, so it's been awesome. Yeah, awesome. Slow for me to a couple family get. I did see the Spider Man movie today. Nice. Um, Yes, and uh, I know. Of course, I always think of you because your name is Parker, and yeah, okay. Uh, But uh, no spoilers (laughs) here. Let's just say, in one of my streams last week, uh, an overzealous. Um, subscriber spoiled like one of the biggest oh. things. And for me, I, I I didn't know it was a big deal until everyone else in the chat jumped on them. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, no spoilers. If you spoil anything, you get perma banned. Uh, okay, that's, that's it. fair. But, like,
1: you, there's no coming back from it. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had yeah. no clue what was going I, on. I, I have it. I haven't kept up, and it made the show very confusing. I, I tried to watch one of those catch up videos before, and it helped a little bit. So overall, entertaining though. There, there's my there's my movie review for for everyone out there. Awesome. All right, let's talk about the games that didn't happen. We've had five
1: games postponed now uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I had them pulled up, and now I don't anymore. But they were supposed to play tonight, uh, and that was supposed to be uh, a fun one. But the games that they have missed, uh, the first one was Saturday the 18th against Toronto uh, Mm -hmm. when that one got canceled that morning. And we talked about that last week along with the Arizona game. Uh, And then three more games that have been missed that were supposed to happen this week. They're supposed to play San Jose last Tuesday, Anaheim last Thursday, and Seattle tonight. Um, and yeah. this was supposed to be a stretch of very winnable games for the Canucks, right? Maybe not the Toronto one. It might be good the Toronto one got pushed, but we talk Arizona and San Jose and Seattle especially. Uh, those are pretty winnable. Um, and I, I'm guessing, you know, it looks like they'll get pushed to February where that Olympic break was
0: supposed to be. Yeah, I agree with you. This is a good stretch for us um, if we were playing all of them. And even, even so, it's still not bad with Anaheim, L.A., then Seattle, and then Islanders, Ottawa. So not really the strongest teams ever. And then we have that week that you are talking about, the five away games, that all five teams. It's going to be brutal in January. So that's that could make a breaker season right there, admittedly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Canucks are coming back. and. You know, there's, there's things to be said about momentum and the Canucks had been building up that momentum of six yeah. straight games under Bruce Boudreaux. And that kind of got stunted. Um, and we'll have to see, you know, can the Canucks come back from this basically almost two weeks, you know, week and a half of no games where they've been rolling and they now have to go on the road, a late night game against Anaheim on Wednesday mm. And I think that game will dictate a lot, right? Let's say if they go to Anaheim and they put in a really good performance, right? And they win that yep. game and then they can ride that, right? They have LA after that. They have Seattle after that. And then they get a nice little break again. And then the Islanders and the Senators, such winnable yes. games. And they need to win as many as they can. Because like you said, that week after Florida, Tampa, Carolina, and Washington all in a row. And then Nashville <laughs> and then Florida again, it is this is the time for the Canucks to build up some wins, maybe get ahead of 500. Like i wow. been trying to hopefully yep. say um, before they go into that, that tough stretch where uh, they'll be, you know, doing their best to stay
0: afloat. Can you imagine Parker? If when, not if, when they win, if they win on Wednesday right. night, we're talking about a 500 hockey team before, yeah. before new year's. That's, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I don't know when the last time they were 500 was, I think they were they October were like, 5th, maybe <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah, because they lost their first. They
1: well, they lost the they they were above five hundred after this after the second game of the season. Okay, because they lost the first one a shootout and they won the second game. They had three points in two games. They lost the third game, so they were at five hundred after three. They -hmm. were at five hundred after five and after six after seven games. They were at five hundred after seven games. They were three three and one.
0: That's right. That's and I right.
1: think that's the last time that they were Aww. a 500 hockey team at three, three and one. Remember they were six, 14 and one at one point. And, uh, and now they are 14,
0: 15 and two. And I know we always talk about this. We know they have 30 points and 31 gains. If we use that 94 point benchmark, I, I was looking at the math, give them four overtime shootout losses. They don't not only, but the 30, 17 and four gets you to 94. That's not impossible. When considering six games ago, it was 36, 17 and four.
1: Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's much more reasonable. Uh, it's a much more reasonable stretch here. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it, it is unfortunate. The games that did get postponed, right. That, that Toronto yeah. one, you know, probably, oh. you know, out of all of them, that's the one that would be the toughest, but then they yeah. had Arizona and San Jose and Anaheim and Seattle and yeah. that they could have very well have gone four and one in that stretch and have been an 18, 16, and two hockey team, and Mm -hmm. have been right on the edge, right? I mean, they probably would have been three or four points out of a playoff spot. Right now, as it stands, they're six points out. Uh, Edmonton has uh, two games in hand. Calgary has three games in hand. And I don't think at the end of the day, Calgary and Edmonton are going to be the teams that they're chasing. I think it'll be the Ducks, uh, if anybody, who would fall. But they've been on a bit of a run lately. So, yeah, it's unfortunate these games get canceled, but they'll get moved to February, where... You know, they have this tough stretch and then they have mm-hmm. a couple more games and then they have that that big break where they're in theory going to have these easier games. So if they can get through the yeah. this next month, right, if they can get through January pretty unscathed and maybe win a couple more games and they lose, be a little bit above 500 and then you get those easier games in February. Right. The Toronto one's tough, but
0: then you get the, the Arizona, the Seattle, Anaheim and so on. Right out of the shoot, Parker. Instead of waiting until eleven o'clock when we're done, you're willing to venture a prediction next three games: Anaheim, LA, and Seattle.
1: Yeah, I was thinking we'd run through each one as a little okay. bit of a preview because we do okay. have to. <laughs> we do have to get fill time. time. Yes, <laughs>
0: but we can do predictions for each of
1: them. But I'm, I mean, they're going to go three and zero. I like that. I like. They're going to be. They're going. They're on a nine game winning streak uh, <laughs> after this stretch. Is with my you. hope.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's um, go
1: through. Yeah, let's go through them. All right, first one. Canucks, Ducks, Wednesday. The team we're
0: chasing. The team we're chasing.
1: Yes, and it's a late one, 7.30 p.m., meaning Mm. 10 p.m. finish, a late night. Um, On the road, Canucks haven't played a road game in a while. I guess they had the one against San Jose that they won. But other than that, they had five games at home before that. Uh, Going on the road against Anaheim. Uh, Anaheim has been decent lately they've won six of their last 10 three losses in overtime out of those so they've been racking Mm -hmm. up points they're second in the pacific right now um but like i said if any team looks like they could falter it might be the
0: ducks an interesting storyline here is the bruce brujo returned to anaheim a place Mm -hmm. uh, you know one of the three it's interesting we talked about this when brujo got hired that it's not like he's one and done he'll stay with the team for five six seasons usually five seasons and he always resurrects a team right gets them in the playoffs usually bails out in playoffs but at least gets yeah. them in the playoffs so Anaheim is his second stop after uh, Washington but before Minnesota and so uh, not that he's a overly sentimental guy although he's done some pretty awesome cameos for people on Twitter this past week but I think that's a cool story is is Budge going back and obviously he's the toast of the league right now one of the feel good stories so um hopefully yeah, it means a a good performance for, for the team, for him. And I think it will be why, like why wouldn't you be excited to get back on the ice after and continue your six game win streak? Right. And I mean, this could be a game that starts a bit of a swing, right? If, if we are
1: looking at the teams that are ahead of the Canucks, the Pacific, right. It's uh, it's Vegas, it's Calgary, it's Edmonton. And then it's Anaheim as that, (laughs) that other team, right. And Anaheim is second right now. But like I said, uh, yep. The Ducks have four games in hand on Anaheim, uh, four points back. So in theory, mm-hmm. they'd overtake just on points percentage. And same with uh, Edmonton, they're three games back, uh, but four points back. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Canucks are going to make it, Anaheim's probably the team they'll have to jump. Right. So let's yeah. say the Canucks go out and win this game Wednesday yep. night, then the Canucks get a couple easier games in LA and Seattle, and the Ducks then play i had it pulled up here the canucks uh, then the ducks go and play vegas mm. and colorado their nice. next two games right so we could if the canucks you know again i'm getting way ahead of our, myself but if the canucks go three and oh and the ducks go oh and three then the canucks are just four points back of anaheim with it with a game in hand with a game in hand uh, oh,
0: I like it, Parker. You're talking my my positive language now. I like it. I like it.
1: So, okay. so this is a real moment for the Canucks to <laughs> to make up some points, uh, and it's it's not that out of the question.
0: Not at all. But hopefully, we won't get too sad if somehow the Canucks don't win. But we both think they will.
1: Yeah, and and yeah, this. So these games are big, right? These are the the big divisional games that matter, and the one that got postponed last Thursday that'll get played in February. Um, but it could be a big game on Wednesday night, and then the Canucks have to go back to back um, after a they've had a long break. So in theory, their legs should be under them. But they're going <laughs> up against the LA Kings, who have basically is it they have like this the least goals allowed in the Pacific, um, one yeah. of the least goals allowed in the league. They're just also not scoring a lot. Um, yeah, they are fifth in the Pacific, thirty three points in thirty games. Uh, you know, three points ahead of the Canucks, but they, you know, they're kind of faltering a little bit. They've won five of their last 10. Uh, mm-hmm. They've also had some tough opponents there, right? They had Florida and, and Carolina, Tampa Bay and Washington. They sort of did that Metro run um, yeah. already. Um, Do the Kings play the Kings play Tuesday. Uh, so tomorrow they play against Vegas tomorrow. So they're going to have a little bit more rest uh, than the Canucks will.
0: Okay. So, and the Kings, now, this is a team, they, along with Anaheim, actually all three California teams started off the season really well, and we've seen how quickly L.A. and San Jose have fallen. So this is a game that the Canucks should win, yes, back-to-back. But, yeah, if, if we're trying to pass San Jose and L.A., then we have to obviously beat them when we play them. And L.A. is not as da- – they're not as dangerous as as Anaheim is. I, I They don't have Terry. They don't have guys like that. So this is a right. winnable game. Would you agree? Yeah. And it's, again,
1: you can look at the standings and be like, oh, well, LA is higher. Like the Canucks yeah. shouldn't like, you shouldn't, you can't say, oh, they should win this game. But if they're, if they want to be a playoff team, these are the kind of games that yes, you should win. Um, yeah. and if they can, you know, if they can pull that out, then that would be uh that would be pretty big uh, on Thursday mm-hmm. night. Again, another late game two seven 30 games, <laughs> uh, late nights on Wednesday and Thursday. I'm glad I have, I have the week off of work so I nice, can stay nice. up late. Um, but yeah, it's uh you know
0: two big games on this little California stretch here. Yeah, two games, big games, and winnable games. And I know we're I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to say this after every game, but the connects could be one game over 500 after the kiss game.
1: They very well <laughs> could be. Uh, and let's say you know after the 30th, that will yeah. end the year, right? So That's two right. more games in 2021. They could finish above 500 or at 500 if they go like 1-0 and one. In these two mm-hmm. games be at 500 at the end of the new year, which takes us into January and New Year's Day, New Year's night. I guess the Canucks go down to Seattle uh, and take on the Kraken for the second time uh, in franchise history.
0: Wow. And it'd be weird because of that postponed one tonight. Both ta- games. Yeah. The first two games will be in Seattle. We played them at the, near the start of the season. Was it the, yep. near the start of the season? Yep. It was the 23rd yeah. of October okay thank you thank you and then january 1st so that game seattle really really underachieving but you and i are both aren't surprised we actually both had them pegged to finish near the bottom or at the bottom of our division with the a couple of the california teams so this is a game you just look at their stats they're minus 24 in goal differential they're four four and two in their last 10 yeah they're not a good team they're not no, a good
1: team. they are they're falling off quite a bit uh they started yeah. okay but you know they have they're just in a rough little skid here. Yeah. Um, where it doesn't look like they're going to bounce back from it. Uh, the athletic has them down at a two percent chance of making the playoffs. Oh, so they great. have, they have really fallen from grace because they were at the, uh, they were at seventy percent to start the season wow. on that model, which I didn't agree with, and, uh, and yeah. they have really fallen off. Um, so fancy
0: stats are good, but they're not perfect, obviously.
1: Right. Of course, and <laughs> you know you can't predict how a new team will work together. So. You know, in theory, the Canucks have a real shot at winning three of these games. And if they win two of these games, I think that's fine, right? It gets you right. It gets you back to 500. If you go two and one here, if you can take that one to OT, you go two zero and one, you're you're feeling great. Um, And then, yeah, then the following week they have the Islanders in Ottawa and then they get that hard stretch. So the more you can win here, the better. But, you know, I wouldn't count the Canucks out in those games against the Metro division, right? Maybe they Mm -hmm. win one of those four. You know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, it's not too bad of a, of a hit.
0: Do you worry at all? Oh, maybe you can say this about any game, but New Year's day, New Year's night festive Kraken arena. will be rocking the team plays inspired because of that. I, I use Seattle or whatever.
1: <laughs> I think, I think that'll, I think it helps both teams. Okay. In cases like that. Um, especially with how, with Seattle not playing that well, I bet mm-hmm. a few more Canucks fans end up in the arena than, mm uh, than you might normally expect Although I'm sure it'll be like 80, 20. Um, right. but you know, hockey in Canada, that's something to, to get up for. So we'll see. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So now we can do our predictions, right? Yeah. Um, I, th- I'm going to, I'm going to say three and because why not? Um, there's no downside to being wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, it's something like two and one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd be okay with that. Um, the LA but, game is the one that's I, the LA game is the one that's tricky to me because you're right. It is back to back. Not a lot of travel obviously, but still it is back to back later 30 minute drive. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's the one that they take the extra time. And maybe, so I'm with you. I actually, I was going to say two and one. Yeah. And maybe the LA one's the one they go to extra time. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Um.
1: And speaking of all this, right. I mean, we've had these postponements. We've had entire teams basically testing positive. The Canucks had a good handful mm-hmm. uh, as well. And that brings back the return of the taxi squad. That was like a little icon there. <laughs> yeah, the emojis look a lot better uh, on here where they're <laughs> yellow and actually look like taxis. And on here, they just turn into blobs, basically. <laughs> it's
0: like a uh, space invader.
1: Yes, but we have the return of the taxi squad, just like the bubble season. Yeah. I don't know exactly what this means for the AHL teams because uh, it's going to be a, a bit of a yeah. hit to them, I'm sure. Not that bad for the Canucks considering they're yeah. on a California trip here and their team is local. Um, but yeah, we do have taxi squads coming back. So if you do have those, because uh, I mean, we had teams playing with way less than full lineups because they didn't have the salary cap. Right? You can't mm-hmm. put a guy who tested positive just—you can't just throw him on IR and get that salary cap relief. So they were just running out of players. Uh, the taxi squad gives them the option. As long as I think it's as, as long as guys are making under a million dollars, they yeah. count for free uh, under right. the taxi squad.
0: Yeah. And I believe uh, it's uh no minimum obviously. And then the maximum of six players Does that sound right. Is that what it was? You'll if know was more maximum. than me. Yeah. But I do know this. I knew Bruce Boudreau was saying today when he was asked about the taxi squad, he said that the Canucks may not have to utilize it that much because with chase on coming back, presumably they actually have 15 forwards and seven defensemen. So already with 15 and seven, that's 22 skaters. You already have four extra guys. And those 15 forwards, that includes Highmore practicing uh, chase on Di Giuseppe, Lamico Mott and Dowling as your bottom six, along with your top nine. So there's your 15, your 15 forwards already. So you already have three extra forwards. So maybe if anything, they bring up one more D man because Hamadick's still not back. He's the only uh, non-regular, i uh, sorry. He's the only regular D man that's out. So it's Sutter. Right at Hamnick are the only guys that are out that would usually be on the roster. So all to say the Canucks have been thankfully um, with their guys coming back out of the out of COVID protocol. They're quite healthy actually. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I got it here. Yeah. yeah it's six players. Okay. Uh, any team shy of having a full roster. So 12, six and two 12, yeah. four, 16 man, two goalies can bring up a player without playing a game uh, with fewer than the, Oh yeah. So they can bring up a player basically for free. Okay. Uh, and then emergency recalls also can be made of players with salary cap hits up to 1 million, an increase from the
0: previous 850k limit. Okay, so I got a question for you Parker. We know our top 9. We don't have to go through them. We we it's the nine forwards in any, you know, combination I put them in. If everyone's healthy, which three guys are you taking for your fourth line out of the six? Out of Mott, Chason, DiGiuseppe, Giuseppe, Haimour, Darling, and Lamico. Which three guys are you taking? Uh, probably Mott
1: Chaseon, and Lamico. Lamico, you you're saying there, correct? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then I could sub chase on up for Dowling pretty quickly. Okay. Um, if it means, if it, if putting chase on in means he's on power play one, then put Dowling in the lineup. <laughs> uh,
0: that's my thought. <laughs> I like modern, I like modern and Hymar as the wings yeah, on land. I'd be fine so with that out. too. But I, I, we kind of forget. Uh, it's not like we don't appreciate Hymar, It's just out of sight, out of mind. We haven't seen him in a, over a month. Yeah. Right. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I was playing I was playing NHL like an hour ago and it uh they their rosters are up to date so they had Chase on wow. on power play 1 in game and it made me very wow. mad cuz I don't want 78 overall Chase on on my power play <laughs> uh like the canucks do uh so yeah no it's definitely uh it's good that this taxi squad uh, is coming back uh hopefully yeah. it prevents more games from being postponed because they're already at like i think according to to this article from yesterday which tsn says they posted this article on december 26 2022 mm. uh so we, this is from the future um there's been <laughs> 76 games postponed at, up to this point i think yeah. is what it said uh or 67 sorry um that is a lot of games that have to get make uh have oh, to get made up in february yeah. and if if more and more pile up right then you start running out of that two week olympic break suddenly isn't enough to make yeah. up
0: all those games by the way i know i know we're going to talk about you know the ramifications of the olympics and everything but when you mentioned that you're playing nhl i played nhl 22 for the first time yesterday at my brother's place thinking about getting it now because it's on sale for only 40 bucks but was my were my ICC me, or for Vancouver, do they have Pedersen, Miller, Besser, and Horvat all at eighty six and eighty five? Or was I playing like maybe, yeah,
1: they very well could. Yeah,
0: know? we were playing threes, and um we had a nine mm. eight game. We you got to choose the other team for the other team, uh, the team for the other team, and we had Islanders versus the Devils, and it was crazy. Mm. It was nine eight in the game Fun, of threes.
1: fun <laughs> offensive teams you got there.
0: <laughs> plus no goaltending yes it was It was amazing yes <laughs> <laughs> okay um, give me give me a cute few days to practice so i can play you okay <laughs> sure uh
1: where do you want to go next this is sort of the that's sort of the do you want to stick with the canucks a little bit i guess um yeah. i guess we, we sort of covered the next three games and the taxi squad sort of idea um should we talk a little bit about the front office yeah uh, as Four days ago or so, Frank, Sar- Frank Sarah Valley, this is kind of uh, a bit of rumor before, uh, saying that Patrick Alveen is the, quote, leading GM candidate uh, yes. for the Canucks.
0: Another Pittsburgh guy, right?
1: Yes. Uh, he was AGM in Pittsburgh. Um, although, I don't know if he, I think he, was he? Yeah, he became AGM like two months before Rutherford left. Okay. Uh, so he, he was under uh, Rutherford there. Uh, And, yeah, we could see him uh, getting
0: a a nice little promotion there. I know last week we talked about Alvin quickly. We talked about McFarland out of Colorado quickly. Uh, These guys, and and obviously no one's going to come here to be an AGM. um, Sorry, no one's going to come here, yeah, to be an AGM if they're an AGM already. They're looking for promotion from AGM up to GM. And that's what – is Alvin the current Pittsburgh AGM right now? He is, right? I believe so, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know much about him aside from uh, I'm sure Rutherford loves working with his his guys. He already brought one in in Clancy. So he's probably looking at another one, at least one more. And he trusts these guys if he won two cups with these guys. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I think out of, there's sort of been three names tossed around Mm. more recently, which was McFarland and Tulski and Alvin. Okay. Um, I think out of those, Alvin would be my third choice. Yeah. But uh, I, I think, you know, I, I just sort of think back to how things were three weeks ago. And, I mean, it's not going to get worse than it was <laughs> three and a half weeks ago,
0: right? Um, yeah, oh, which reminds before me, that Sunday. I, I know you don't have a banner for this, uh, or if you do, I'd be amazed. But quickly, Parker, do you think now, now that the Canucks have won six games straight under Boudreaux, Is the roster that Benning put together actually not that bad and it was green?
1: Yeah, I think, I think, well, what we said in the off season was that (laughs) this is a roster that should be able to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So that sort of stands with it. However, I don't think that excuses the first, you know, six years uh, of Jim Benning's tenure, right? So sure. (laughs) I think, I think this roster as it stands right now is good enough. However. you know, he did hire this coach as well, right? You can't overlook that. That is part mm-hmm. of his job is to hire a, a good coach. And um, he he didn't do a, a great job of that, seemingly. Like, he he waited a little bit too long to pull the trigger maybe on, on Travis Green. Um, and clearly, you know, the the rot kind of comes from the top down in cases like that where they get rid of everyone and suddenly the team starts playing better, right? Is that Travis Green? Is that the, the team knowing that the whole organization getting
0: a facelift? You know, it's kind of hard to tell. That's a very good point. And I I never, neither of us wanted anyone to lose jobs because, because of the human aspect. But I think both of us would have been uh, relatively upset if Green got fired, but Benning didn't. So it makes sense that they went with a clean sweep. Just exactly what you said, that yes, uh, Green was Benning's guy. And uh, yeah, you have to k- kind of trickle down from the top, as you said. That's, that was well put. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, yeah, so...
1: Uh, just the quote from Frank Cervalli saying he's basically the leading candidate pending a meeting with the Aquilini's, which basically sounds like it's going to be the case. Well, when did uh, he say that today? That was on Halford and Bruff on the 22nd. So it was five days ago. Oh, way back then. Okay. Um, okay. But I, yeah, I would like it to, uh, I would like it to maybe go the McFarlane direction. Um, <laughs> but if it doesn't,
0: um, you know, again, it's
1: better than better than what we had before in my sure. mind.
0: Yeah, Rutherford seems like he's uh, he's very steady. He's very um, assertive in a good way. Very confident, and you can't help—at least I can't help—be excited. But uh, the way the direction that the front office is going, that's going to trickle yeah. down to what happens on the ice, too.
1: Yeah, he does seem like he really has, you know, an idea. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's got a path, and he's sticking to it. Uh, everything that he sort of said in those, in those meetings, which I think he's met with the media as much as Jim Benning did over the last few years already. Um, but basically saying like, yeah, I, we want diversity in the front office and we've got guys we're looking at, we're going to interview a bunch of people and we're going to pick who we want. And that's that. And, uh, you know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta give some, some sort of respect to that, especially when you're coming from the, you know, we take it day by day. Uh, we make spreadsheets. Uh, and all this other Jim Benning <laughs> stuff
0: that we had uh, over the last few years. And there's a certain way, uh, a certain confidence that Jim Rutherford instills when he speaks. Uh, I remember when he was getting asked about COVID and COVID testing, he didn't really answer, but he flat out said, I'm not an expert. I will leave that mm. to the experts. But even the way he said it, I can just picture Betting trying to give the same answer. And even if Benning was to say, I don't know, I'm not an expert. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I simply think it wouldn't come out as well as it does when Rutherford talks. There's something about the way he speaks, just with some sort of authority or confidence. Yeah, I fully agree. Yeah. Okay, good. We're both happy. All right.
1: Um, and then my last Canucks topic that I had, and I just want to give a shout out to Thatcher Demko who was uh, given the save of the year on Sportsnet's countdown uh, for 2021 in that game against the Rangers where, uh, they were putting on the pressure in the third period, <laughs> and he made like four outstanding saves in a row, including the stack, the pads, and the scorpion save that he made. Uh, I watched that. Uh, I watched that little clip package that they put together as their top ten saves of the year. All great saves, uh, but Thatcher Demko gets number one for the year. You were there. You were there. I and was the there
0: one, when he made the scorpion save? Is that the one where he didn't have his glove?
1: Yeah, he didn't have he didn't have the glove. or It was the blocker or something for for a good 30 seconds. And they finally blew it down after you made all those sweet saves. Unbelievable. And w- were you in that end or the other end? Yep. I was in that end.
0: So I got to so see you that saw it all happen,
1: the, And then the Miller goal and OT
0: were you losing uh, your mind during the scorpion yeah. save?
1: Yeah. I just stood up and didn't say a word. I was, I was shocked. Uh, and, <laughs> uh yeah well deserved um yeah. Demko's been so good uh for this team I don't know are his stats even good like he's playing so much better than his stats because his stats kind of killed him on the penalty kill I mean he's got a 919 this
0: year I guess that's not bad yeah um, actually but one thing I was gonna say Parker one thing that you you might be interested in I was looking this up for for a vlog I did under Boudreaux so granted there are five wins I get that but he has a 9.59 save and a 1.36 goals against in in this five wins. Yeah, that's, he's been outstanding. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: and I mean, you think about if the Canucks penalty kill had been good for the first twenty five <laughs> games of the year, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. he's at like a 9.26, right? Like, yep. and that's not that out of the question because that's yep. you know they they've basically allowed a penalty or a power play goal against almost every game, if not more. So yeah, um, yeah, he's been excellent. Um, you know, it's his best save percentage season so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year he was a 915. So mm-hmm. uh, you he confident
0: just, he just keeps getting better. Are you confident in Halak if Halak gets say one out of every three or or two out of every seven games? Are you confident that he can do a decent job as a backup? No, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, no, I appreciate the honesty. He uh, he did.
1: He's only played you know a handful of games and yeah. he hasn't looked. He hasn't looked outstandingly confident. And part of that, again, might be just based on, you know, lack of play time, which is totally yeah. fair, right? He's appeared in seven games this season. Um, but it just hasn't felt like when he's in net that they don't, if it doesn't feel like they have like a solid foundation. Right. Um, right. Although, you know, the, the last game he played was against Columbus, where he allowed three goals early, a couple mm-hmm. of them not great. But then he tightened up when he had to. And yeah. he these the Canucks only won that game because he didn't allow another goal. Um, if he can play like he did in the last 40 minutes of that game, yeah, then yes, but I'm a little nervous. Sure, he he's a 905 this year, right? Which isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. A 288 goals against Average, is fine for a backup. Yeah. Um, but he's one-four-and-one. <laughs> like they they lose the games that he's he's in net. Um if if he can be more solid and yeah, I, I imagine d- does he get one of these games Wednesday, Thursday, Demco hasn't played in a week and a half. They oh, play back points. to back. Do they give one to Halak or do they just ride Demco for both? I mean, after the game on Saturday, they don't play for four days. Yeah. So that's a good point. Demko's probably got enough rest, but are they thinking, okay, well, we don't want Halak to have that much time between games correct uh it's kind of a uh, a thing that can go both ways but in my mind if they if the canucks go against the ducks on wednesday at 7 30 and demco's lights out let's say they win like 3-1 and demco stops you know 29 of 30. yeah how do you not put him in the next night right he's rested and and the team's on a win streak and they need to keep winning games they need to build up a bit of a buffer here
0: Mm -hmm. um i mean how do you how do you not put him in again yeah that's that's a fair point that's a fair point and with Halak, it's strange because he's he hasn't lost the Canucks any games, but he also hasn't won the many games. He hasn't stolen any games yet. I mean, granted the team was pretty bad in front of him; they weren't yeah. scoring in front of him, especially under Travis Green. But yeah, I, I can see I see where you're coming from a little bit. And I thought I thought it'd be a, he hasn't been bad, but I thought it'd be a tiny bit better because we know what his resume. We know how good he was in in especially in, on Long Island, and then in Boston he was fine. So I, I did expect a tiny bit more from him, but. Maybe he's just underachieving like the team did for the first two months. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. that can get cleared up. Yes.
1: All right, let's talk a little bit about the Olympics. <laughs> the NHL isn't going, and we saw it coming, and it's just unfortunate. Everything sort of fell apart at the last moment. We had quotes from from Brad Marchand, who was really upset about it. We had Nick Backstrom saying that he's, you know, he's waited eight years for it, and he's upset yep. they're not going. And it sucks, right? I mean, you have these... Like you're not going to see Crosby and McDavid play together, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean that Crosby McDavid Berge, or Crosby Marjan Berger on line was so insane last time they all played together, which was at the World Cup in 2016, mm. right? Imagine that line going out, and then you have McDavid out there with with whoever, really. Um, you know, it was it was going to be so fun, but with everything picking up the way it has, and and the risk of teams being stuck there, and 67 NHL games postponed already with undoubtedly more to come over the next week or two um, just kind of was a matter of time.
0: Yeah. And there's a, it just a snowball effect between the COVID between yeah. The fact that they're, they're seeing this window to make up and they we've talked about, they always built in that out clause when they negotiated the Olympics for the NHL and the NHLPA. They said, yeah, we, we can use that three week break instead to make up games if we need to so they always had that clause so there's no surprise to anyone but it's interesting with the three to five week rumored quarantine in beijing if you contract COVID there with all the political stuff it's almost like the nhl didn't have to go there there i'm not saying that they didn't want to go there but they didn't have to go there because the the practical side of of needing that time to make up games mean they didn't have to use any other reasoning as the reasoning so it it from that standpoint, if you didn't want them going, it kind of worked out. But, yeah, we are hearing about a lot of players. Some players didn't want to be stuck there, but other players said, yeah, especially those. You're right. The, like, think of a guy like Stamkos, who has never played in the Olympics yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. I like I, I feel bad for him.
1: It's yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. And we've heard, you know, a little bit of talk, but I think it's mostly been of hopefuls being like, okay, well, can we bring the World Cup back at least mm. like two years from now, like 2024? do something like we did a couple of years ago, but you know, maybe skip the whole team North America thing. So it's a little bit more legitimate
0: yeah. um,
1: even though it was a fun team, but Oh yeah. Best on best hockey is something that we haven't had in over seven years now, right? <sighs> we're talking February of 2014, almost eight years since we've had best on best hockey. It's not like the Canadian team. Was that exciting that year? Right. That was shut down hockey where they just <laughs> won every game three, one, cause they were so much better than everyone else. Uh, just pure dominance where, but now, I mean, you look at the, the American team that looks like it could really put up a fight. Like that could be a crazy, you know, a crazy rivalry. Uh, And unfortunately we just don't get to see it. So we're going to be seeing like the N team (laughs) of of Canada and like the, the G team (laughs) of Americans, right? Like you, you look at it and I think, I saw a post online, like this is a few years ago, and it was like, what level of team is team Canada? If you take away the NHL players and it's like the R team, like you're like 20, you could make like 20 rosters basically out of like NHL and AHL before you're getting to to this, to this level of team, Um, which is unfortunate, right? I mean, I don't even know what it's going to look like. I'm assuming it's going to be, I guess some like high end junior players um maybe ahl players i
0: don't know what their uh, what their guys plan is. playing overseas yeah you, actually that's yeah. a really good point about the our team though because you if there are 800 players in the league and you say 50 to 60 percent of them are canadian so say 500 players yeah 500 divided by 20 or 25 you get yeah you get good 20 teams out of that that's yeah that's a really good point actually i never thought yeah, about that
1: you're really <laughs> bottom of the barrel right i mean we're talking about guys like like jason megna can't go (laughs) right and and like he like think of how far down the tier list he would be so yeah yeah, Yeah. i mean you know it's uh it gets way down there so yeah they're gonna have to be looking in you know russia and and leagues like that to find guys to go and i mean i'll still watch but it's gonna be a lot
0: less exciting yeah uh, unfortunately speaking of the olympics too i'd love to get your take on this parker is interesting the 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 jt miller and quinn hughes were asked about it the, the day that they made. Uh, the, the NHL and NHLPA made the decision. And we know that Demko was the way he's been playing. You know, he was, he was a shoe in for one of the, three, he might not be the starter, but one of the three spots in consideration, but, at least. Yes. Miller and Hughes, I think um, would, would make the team, but they were both very humble. They both said, Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't even counting on it. So I just kind of spoke to their, not only their humility, but their focus. And everyone mm. knows that Stanley cup takes precedent over an Olympic gold medal as cool as that is, but uh it was kind of refreshing to hear that they weren't taking anything for granted. And even if they thought they should have or deserved to be on the team, they certainly were weren't gonna articulate that. So I, I thought that was good to hear. Yeah,
1: and for at sure. least for guys like like Hughes and Demco, four yeah. years from now, they are still, I mean, yeah, they're still both under 30 uh and have, have shots of making it, right? Mm-hmm. Um with you know, but but I mean for Miller, I mean that's got a staying right? He probably had a real shot at it. Uh, and he'll be, you know, a little bit into his thirties by the next time it comes around, there's going to be a whole nother crop of American players who are, who have the ability of making that team. Um, so we'll see, you know, I, I guess we're gonna have to wait, but hopefully we get some sort of, you know, some sort of world cup uh, or something um, to tie us over. Uh, Cause it's, it sucks not having these best on best tournaments. Cause I mean, you think of some of your, your best hockey memories, right? And I mean, especially when you're a Canucks fan, there's not a lot that, for, yeah. for us, but you look at, you know, 2010, 2002, right? These, these big, you know, 2002 is a big one, 2010 being on home soil, going into overtime, right? That's the biggest goal that's been scored in Canada. Basically mm-hmm. it's uh, these big
0: moments that we just don't get the the chance to experience. Sure. And it's funny. You mentioned the world cup of hockey. I've watched, I watch highlights once every few months, just for the heck of it. And that North American team, the U23 with, um mckinnon and 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 no yeah it was mcdavid and yep. did you they played against sweden and here i am cheering for sweden a little bit because they have the sedins and they just skated circles around the entire yeah. swedish
1: team <laughs> yeah it was a cool idea it was but yeah. it was a gimmick right and it, and it kind of yeah. takes away from the whole you know representing your country thing uh um, that the olympics gives you right because you have the team europe which the team europe doesn't bug me as much because it's a bunch of countries that wouldn't really have a shot otherwise, right? The Slovakia is the Czech, you know, Latvia. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the North American ones was like, hey, well, you could have put McDavid on Team Canada, you could have put Matthews on USA, yeah. McKinnon on Canada, right? You could, you could, you could put these players would have fit, Um, which would have made it uh, a bit more, you know, a bit more real. Uh,
0: so yeah. hopefully we get something like that. And I will say, uh, last week we talked about this too, uh, the fact that it was coming down and we were talking about. Well, would they delay the Olympics? And you made a really good point. You said, "No, uh, no, that doesn't make any sense." And then I've realized that there are a bunch of other sports, not just hockey, that those guys, those athletes, have been preparing for this year, not to, uh, not to put it off for another year. So, yeah, maybe a World Cup of hockey is a better um, hope than than Olympic hockey, at least for another four years. Yeah, too bad. Too bad. Now, let's let's lighten it up with
1: some better news, some mm. more fun news. And that is the fact that you guys have hockey to watch every single day this week. Yes. Think about it. Canada beat the Czech six to three yesterday, which was great at the world juniors. Uh, Little. They made it interesting. I mean, the the Czech had a lead in the first period. Yeah. Uh, But you get Canada versus Austria tomorrow at four Mm -hmm. and you could watch. Canada versus Germany the following day at 4 p.m., which will transition nicely into Canucks and Ducks at oh. 7.30 p.m. And then on Thursday, the Canucks play the Kings at 7.30 p.m. Okay, And then on Friday, Canada plays Finland at Good 4 game. p.m. Yeah. And then uh. on Saturday, the Canucks play the Kraken. Uh, and then on Sunday will be <laughs> the quarterfinals of the World Juniors. Nice. Uh, and then do the do the Canucks play on the... No, they don't play till Wednesday after that. Uh, <laughs> they wrecked it. They wrecked it. They did wreck it. Uh, but Canada should play again on, on Tuesday in the semifinals. And then Wednesday would be the gold medal game right before the Canucks would take on um, the Islanders on that Wednesday. So, Wait, so who's
0: in who's so Canada's pool? Uh,
1: Czechia, uh, Austria. Who else is in our pool? Uh, Canada has Finland, Germany, the Czech, and Austria.
0: Okay, gotcha, uh, gotcha. So they've
1: Finland. got they've already taken they've already beat the Czech six three. Yeah. They get Austria uh, tomorrow. Austria lost their first game seven to one. I think mm. it was against Finland. Um, they got blown out. Uh, then they take on Germany, who is o one and one, and they take on Finland, who's two and And Finland has been uh, doing really well um, in their two games. They beat Austria seven one, uh, and they beat. Um, Who'd they play on the 26th? This, this website's terrible. TSN needs to fix it. Uh, they beat Germany three, one the previous day. So I mean
0: the other pool has U S Russia, Sweden, Slovakia, and someone else.
1: Uh, those right. five. Yeah. Sweden, U S Russia, Switzerland, Slovakia.
0: Oh, Switzerland. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you I was getting the Olympic pools mixed up with the world junior pools. Cause I, I know Canada, us were in the same Olympic pool, but then I remember that China was in their pool too. And China's not yes. in the world junior. So, okay. I got it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess, I guess China doesn't have to deal with uh, McDavid anymore. Hey, <laughs> they're going to get Canada's our team uh, and it'll be like 10 nothing instead of what did I, what did I predict? I was like, they're going to win like like 40 to nothing or something.
0: <laughs> or maybe that was the first period Yeah. No, you predicted. Yeah. Of- <laughs> I, but it, uh, wouldn't be that unrealistic, right? <laughs> oh, yes. And I, be, yeah, as you know, I'm half Chinese on uh, my mom's side. So I was ready to be very sad. Mm hmm yeah it' would still be very happy if you know what I mean yeah the it's funny that the um I was waiting for you to say Canada versus us, but I guess if we're going to play them it won't be until the the playoffs in the right juniors. yeah that that could
1: be um, weird. you know it, it could be a semifinal matchup probably not a quarterfinal matchup because that would be one versus four. yeah you imagine Canada will come either first or second in their pool. Mm-hmm. um it'll be them or Finland. Um, and then, you know, they'll probably have to play a Switzerland or a Slovakia, uh, probably I would guess Slovakia, um, or it could be Sweden, us or Russia. You know, if, if Canada gets, this pool's important for, for team Canada, right? If you come first, you play Switzerland or Slovakia. If you come Mm -hmm. second, you probably play the U S or Russia, Yes. which is a much tougher battle. Uh, Russia has, uh, Zlodyev. On their team, who is a Vancouver Canuck, who scored today, uh, this morning. Um, Player of the game, right, for them? Did he get player of the game? I think he did. Good for him. (laughs) Uh, That's great. When did we draft him? He was like a sixth round pick last year. Last year. Lodiev. Dimitri Zlodiev, 2002 birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow, Canucks Army really overselling it. Watch Canucks prospect Zlodiev scores. Fantastic goal at world. It wasn't that it was a fine goal. Uh, (laughs) They're trying to get their clicks. Uh, (laughs) uh, 2020 sixth round pick. So not this draft, but the draft before. Uh, Again, one of those guys who's, you know, he's probably not going to make it. Odds are so low Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. being a sixth round pick, but hey, you know, he scored a goal today and that's fun. Whenever you see
0: Germany's rosters, do you think black skate Canucks jersey a little bit? A little bit. Germany has yeah. nice jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Did All I right. See Germany's the Jersey. You the said roster's. the roster, but yeah, the, jer- the I got list. it. Uh,
1: good, good. <laughs> do we want to take some questions? We've got about 12 minutes here to go. Uh, this is a sure. great chance. Uh, if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, anything we didn't have on our topics list, uh, throw it in now. Uh, and we will take your questions. Also shout out Frederick from Sweden uh checking in with the good morning i'm guessing it's like 7 a.m 8 a.m there uh thank you for tuning in Uh, we appreciate it that's awesome Mm -hmm. um let's see what do we got anything uh anything i'm just scrolling through old comments here yeah Uh, i don't know if you have any new ones that are popping up that's on you
0: uh Jaskrin's uh just from right now would oel make the olympics i do think he would make the t remember you take uh, a Yeah, you take fourteen forwards, eight defensemen. So even if he doesn't make the the third pairing, he's definitely among the top eight defensemen in Sweden for sure.
1: Hmm. Um. I like this question from uh, from Ilay. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll kind of reword it, but but they say, would you prefer to be on a, a star on a bad team or a sub for a contender? And yeah, you can sort of go. You know, the NHL term would be like like a first line player for like you know for a, a bad team. Or would you be a black ace for a Stanley cup winning team? That's a tough one, right? Cause there's a few things you gotta take into account. There's the money side, right? Yeah. If you're a star, you're probably making $10 million a year more than the, than the other one, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Um, but you don't get a Stanley cup ring. Uh, I want to know what's your, what's
0: your answer on this? Well, I would love, uh, I think I know why I asking in a, in a good way. He also asked me a similar question for, uh, might ask me anything and you know what's interesting actually, I actually had two questions one of them was Olympic a star on Olympic team versus uh, not so much on Olympic team versus a, and then another question was star on NHL team versus uh, a third line, someone said a bottom six So I agree with you Parker there are so many things uh, playing time money because yeah you could make seven to ten million and not win a cup but if you're making seven to ten million for seven or eight years of your career that's a lot better than one to two million with one cup five years yeah Yeah, exactly you're talking 60 million versus five maybe (laughs) there's part of me that says and i'm not trying to look like a whatever it doesn't matter what i look like i think i would take the cup i as a as a bottom six player i i I think i i would because isn't that what you play for i don't know i don't know
1: yeah that is what you play for but also would i take 10 million dollars a year to not win a stanley cup probably (laughs) that's totally fair (laughs) And then yeah, you're a star player. Sure, you'll go represent your country. Maybe win a gold medal. Uh, Maybe maybe you become a coach later on. You win a cup that way. I don't know. Um, That's yeah, that's
0: true. Then
1: then when you're 38, you take a pay cut and go to a and go to a contender. And then maybe
0: you have a (laughs) shot. That's true. That's true. You could be a bottom six guy. Um, I I don't think
1: he's take the Jason Spezza route.
0: Yeah, I was going to say Patrick Maroon, but he's not 38. Uh, But yeah, he seems like that kind of guy, right? Okay. That's fair. Hmm. Okay, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think about um,
1: let's see here. Dimitri's saying, when do you think Rathbone gets called up and gets another shot at cracking the
0: lineup? <laughs> it's when he, uh, they asked uh, Boudreau about that today. <laughs> Boudreau says... Uh, you know, I, I don't know much about him. I've been spending my time learning about the guys that are on the roster right now, but I did read one article about him. So I think it was, was it the athletic who just, is isn't Harmon Dial? Who maybe. Just did a, yeah. Yes. He
1: did a and a with him. I think.
0: Yeah. So it might be that one uh, about uh, he, I, he's definitely the next guy. Oh, it's funny. I say that, but then Bowie, but maybe only Bowie only came out cause Rathbone was hurt, right?
1: Yeah. Rathbone like, was injured. Okay. I think Rathbone's gotta be the next man up. Yeah, I agree with you. So, how especially with taxi squads, I yeah. think that gives him a bit of an edge.
0: Yep, I agree. I agree. And especially if Hamnick's uh, not, if his return isn't imminent, then maybe you bring Rathbone out, at least to be taxi squad. Now he's he's eighth on the depth chart. Yeah, I'd love to mm-hmm. see him. Yeah,
1: uh, Rathbone was so good at the start of the season. Too bad yeah. the team wasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he, he might thrive under Boudreaux's uh, attack first system.
1: Yeah, I potentially. Um, all righty. What else do we got here? Um, this is a question, uh, from Mr. Joker, would Mm. you trade Brock Besser for Matthew Kachuk?
0: What's Kachuk's salary situation worse and not worse, more expensive, right? Uh, he he makes, he's getting 7
1: million a year this year. Uh, and he's an RFA after.
0: Oh, right, because he's younger. It oh, stupid. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh,
1: I think he's got a... I don't know what his QO is. Uh, if it was from before the rules yeah. changed, then it's a $9 million QO. That, he, that sounds right. Is $9 million this year.
0: That sounds right. It's because of that qualifying offer amount that seems a little high. I, I love Kachuk's game, though. I really do. I love... I love what he brings, but
1: I think that, Kachuk is more valuable than Besser. Yeah, but the well, contract is expensive.
0: It is. It is. But we don't I, have we don't have anyone like Kachuk on our team, though. I think you take that deal. You take Kachuk.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't like it, but I think you'd do <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, and it's nothing to do with the fact where who we drafted instead of him. That, the, that's gone. That guy's gone now. That's gone. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you, Parker. Yeah. I want him on my team.
1: Yeah. Fully agree. Um, let's see. Any other good questions you got here? Yeah.
0: Actually, Shannon, I guess Shannon, the one that she's, I'm still confused on how and where the players come. So Shannon, the taxi squad is basically any players that's not on our professional roster right now. The Canucks roster, the Vancouver Canucks, so you have to get them from Abbotsford. It's not like you can just pull these guys from, from anywhere. They have to be under contract to your team. But these are guys that are basically in our minor, minor league team, and you bring them up as insurance just in case, as Parker said, a bunch of guys go down with COVID or we can't even f- uh, fulfill a full roster. And for the bubble season last season, each team was permitted to have like six or eight guys on their taxi squad. The, the negative is they're not playing in the AHL, so they're not getting playing time. But the, the positive is, you have them and they're getting experience hanging around with the pros. So that's what the taxi squad is. Uh, Parker, I don't know if you want to add anything to that or that's uh that's good. Yeah. Melissa
1: going back to that Besser and Chuck <laughs> conversation. I have too many Besser jerseys to get rid of Besser. Yeah. She bought me one for Christmas. Another one, nice. uh, the reverse retro. Nice. Uh, so I've got that one and I've got the, uh, the third Jersey, the yeah. green one.
0: Oh nice. And
1: uh, Besser. And then I have uh his all-star jersey that doesn't have his name on it yet. <laughs> so oh, oh, nice, nice. We can't get rid of Besser. Uh,
0: because then I have bad jerseys that are yeah. cursed. And I have some intel saying that uh Rob, who's in here, uh bought Shannon, who's in here, a Besser jersey for Christmas as well. So that's pretty cool. Great gift, Rob. You're I don't very generous.
1: Think, I don't think that trade's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, um, Just, but yeah, safe, that,
1: Shannon. That Besser thing is gonna be something to uh to watch out for, right? Because his contract is up. Uh, at the end of this season, and you know, there's things saying you know you might not. They might not have the room mm-hmm. to make that work. um But I think they make the room. Uh, I'm, yeah. I think Besser is such an important piece that they they make it work.
0: Yep. And there's something about keeping you. You don't do it for the sake of doing it. But we've talked about how you kind of want to keep at least your your draft picks through to their to the next contract to the UFA status. um You don't do it just for that. But you look at PD Hughes, Horvat, Besser. You you think that that is going to happen. Demko. And, uh, yeah, I I know it's going to be tough. Besser Horvat and Miller all standing to make anywhere between seven and $8 million in the next contract, but Mm -hmm. that's for smarter people than us to figure out. I think. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can clear up that space. There's, there's players you can get rid of, right? Sure. If, if you can find a taker for Tyler Myers, right? Let's say, let's say you have to throw a third round pick out to get rid of Myers Mm -hmm. contract and that allows you to keep Brock Besser. That sounds worth it to me. Right. Uh, or you know the even OEL, even though he's, he's brand new to the team, or uh, even JT Miller, right? If you are going to trade JT Miller and get a good haulback back, that frees up the space for Besser as well. So I'm sure they'll make something work. Um, Justin asks, if the Canucks make the playoff, would Boudreaux be the favorite for Coach of the Year? I would put any amount of money down that he would win it if the Canucks make the playoffs. Yeah. It's yeah. not even close. Uh, considering the the state of the team that he came in, if they pull it out and make the playoffs... Uh, the Canucks will have had to have been basically a 115 point team under <laughs> Bruce Goudreau. Yeah. Um,
0: so, yeah, he would absolutely win the coach of the year. No question. I agree with you. He comes in after 25 games. So he gets 57 games. That's enough to base, you know, it's not like it's only 30 or 40. So I agree with you, Parker. He does win coach of the year if the Canucks make the playoffs. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like Marjorie's question. Marjorie a question. Mar- Marjorie had a question. Um, who was, who? which player? Yeah. Which has any player impressed so far this season? I think there are many for me. Actually, the one is Pod Colson. I know I totally pumped him you up. You said he was going to be on the second line, didn't you? <laughs> I did say he was going to take Huglander's spot. Then he had a, you know, he got benched for two games or scratched. But his ice time has gone up three and a half minutes since Boudreaux has taken over. And that's one thing I, I've noticed and I've, I've tracked. So um, I really like Pod Colson's game, especially. In the in the last three weeks, so he's my pick.
1: I have so many answers mm-hmm. to this. Uh, um, I mean, Quinn Hughes has been so much better than he was last year, right? Uh, and that's what Marjorie mentions uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he went from being you know kind of a defensive liability last year to leading the team in plus minus this year. Again, plus minus isn't the BL end all, but he was what a minus twenty four last season. Um, that's a big yeah. increase, right? That's a big bump. Um, who else? Uh Tyler Myers still yep. isn't great, but he has been a lot better. Uh Paul Colson's a good one. Um, I've been impressed the last few games by Jason Dickinson. Uh, I thought I think he's been playing a lot better. Um, if you had told me that Kyle Burroughs was gonna have played almost every game so far this <laughs> season, I would have said, Who? Who's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's been totally okay. Uh, so I think I, I think there's been a lot of people who have, especially in the last three weeks, uh, yeah.
0: have really impressed me. I got one for you, and I, I was looking something up. So forgive me if you said this guy's name. Guess which defenseman, because of injuries, has seen his ice time increase by more than four minutes under Boudreau, and he's not. Yeah, uh, he's not one of the top guys. Has Luke Shen been playing every game? There he's you been go. Out? Is it Luke there Shen? Yeah. Yeah. Four minutes plus of extra ice. Like... Yeah.
1: He's been playing like 19 minutes a game.
0: <laughs> yeah. With, with Hughes. He's, he's basically become the new Hammonick. Yeah.
1: And he's been fine. Honestly, he's, been like he's, he's been pretty good. Uh, and I, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that, but yeah. I mean, he's a plus six this year. He's third on the team.
0: That's crazy. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's good when you can pass the puck up to uh, number 43 and just kind of cover the net kind of thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's doing that job pretty well. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, any last couple you guys you,
0: uh, that you want to take here? Um, Gilbert, goose actually is a good question because uh, people that have season, yeah. Since the Canucks refunded the season tickets for the Kraken game, single tickets, and now the game is postponed, do you think they would give those season ticket buyers priority when the game is? So, Gilbert, what the Canucks do is they give the season ticket holders priority first because there's exactly fifty percent nine thousand, but season ticket holders do not. <sighs> I know for the preseason, they could opt out of their... Of, I don't know if they can do that for rescheduled games. And then it would then go back to the general public uh, for, for buying. But I don't think you're going to get a refund as opposed to priority on repurchasing. That's, yeah, I think, how they do it. I
1: thought they had said... Um, I thought they had said that to hold on to your take of it would still, and still be valid for next time. But I guess that's not what they did. Um yeah, they said with 50% capacity limits in place, mm-hmm. uh, we asked Pansy Purpose to just check their email for updates. Yeah. yeah. So I guess in that case, because that was before it got straight up postponed. Correct. Um, yeah, I think they would just do the refund and 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 deal with it later. I'm sure they would rather just let you keep your ticket because they get to keep the money in that yeah. case. <laughs> um, but if it's a 50%
0: thing, then yeah, they have to refund half of them. And Parker, you know the tricky thing is? Let's say as a season ticket member, let's say I sold you my tickets for um an upcoming game right that gets postponed mm-hmm. technically uh, because it's just me to you all they're going to do is they're going to re-put the tickets in my account and then i can just transfer them to you again all, all good right but if you had gone if you had bought from like a seat geek or a showtime or game time or whatever technically you have to go after them of course because the connects have no way of tracking where the tickets right. have gone to that's tough that's because now you're at the mercy of the third party seller's okay. refund. I guess. Policy.
1: Yeah, it's a weird uh, system. You'd think, you know, okay, well, the because everything gets transferred through Ticketmaster, right? you think, right. okay, well, we'll just we'll just give the refund to whoever is in possession of the ticket. But <laughs> the no, last, it's yeah, like, okay, hey, we'll four. give the refund to the person who who had the ticket first. And then yeah, so you, the person, it, like, let's say you bought a yeah. Craigslist off some random guy, and they just Ticketmaster yes. transfer it to you. I mean, you're kind of, I mean, I don't even know what happens, but yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate.
0: That's tricky. That's tricky. Mm
1: -hmm. um Um, justin asking how everyone's canucks after dark preseason (laughs) predictions are looking um yeah this is this is good because i think almost everyone has forgotten uh and i kind of like that uh because that's fun um i can pull up a couple of the uh, of the things right now i have the responses in 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 general uh keep in mind 70 out of 74 so they'd make the playoffs so that's still in the it still could happen things are looking a little better but only two out of 74 said that Travis Green would be fired. Uh, wow. And only six out of 74 said Jim Benning would be fired. Wow. Uh, however, what is interesting is the longest winning streak question that we had. Because uh, we had 24 out of the 74 people say six. So, uh, and then we also had another 17 say seven. Okay, and good. And everyone good, else was kind of interspersed, you know, four, five, and then a bit after. Um, but six was the most popular answer and that's where the Canucks are at right now. We'll see if, uh,
0: we'll see if that gets broken. Well, I hope, I hope the 17 people are right.
1: Me Nine too. <laughs> uh, almost everything else was, uh, uh, was some other stuff. Um, wow. I had a question on how many NHL games Oliu you would play this year. He's not even on the team. Um, Matthew Highmore, or Zach McEwen, who plays more games? <laughs> well, Zach McEwen's in Philly. <laughs> uh i had demco save percentage as a question lots of people in like the high nine tens uh yeah. which are looking okay right now um yeah there's some there'll be it'll be interesting uh near the end of the year uh maybe we'll do a bit of an update um yeah fairly soon
0: yeah that's a great topic especially on an off week or or, or a slow week for sure where we can revisit some of those that's a good one for mm-hmm. sure absolutely i like
1: it all right, last question from Bruce. Do the Canucks win the week? They play three games this week. Uh, Ducks Wednesday, Kings
0: Thursday, Kraken Saturday. Do the Canucks win the week? Well, I said 2 oh, and one so five out of six points. And you went with the 3-0, oh, six out of six. So both of us say the Canucks definitely win this week. And we finish off 2021 above, above 500. 500.
1: I love it. All right. Thank you guys very much for joining us tonight. Uh, you'll catch up with us on Wednesday, uh, Canucks and Ducks, 7.30 p.m., a late one. Uh, so make sure uh, you guys aren't getting up too early the next day. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be a, a fun week to hopefully get back to some Canucks hockey. don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, it would be good uh, to hopefully see a couple of Canucks wins and maybe some World Junior Canada wins as well.
0: It's crazy. As we wrap up the last game, you said it was the Canucks December 16th. So the, it's December 2017. That's only 11 days. Doesn't it feel like way, way longer. longer than that? <laughs> yeah. It feels like it's been a long time, um, Yeah, but because they're doing so well, we're excited. We want to see them win again and win again and win again. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, thank you guys very
1: much for joining us tonight. We'll be back as always next Monday. Uh, in the new year in the new year a new year celebration show uh for 2022 uh hopefully uh, it's an even better year than this was uh thank you guys very much and we will see you later on